are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It's Friday, July 29th, right at the end of the month here, and we have another episode of The Issue to get to you. So not going to be the normal episode today. We're just going to have just the AFC North prediction. So we're going to predict the records, just like we've been doing for the uh, rest of the divisions, and we are going to have the AFC uh, superlative. So the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Breakout Player, and the Coach of the Year from the AFC North. We're going to get all that done today, just get you what you need. We are getting closer to the NFL season. We are, I mean, under a month, obviously. Uh, Don't we still have four more divisions, so we're a little over a month? Is that right? uh, Well, I mean, technically, when the preseason starts, we will be under a month month until NFL football. Um, But the actual start of the season, September, I think, 8th. Yeah, so we're a little bit over a month out. Yeah, getting close. Oh, it feels Getting real great. Close. It feels great. And we got the AFC North today, so, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we get we get a little bit of the hometown. Obviously, we're going to be very realistic. Look, this show is not biased by any means. When when the Pirates are bad, we're the first ones to say it. When the Steelers are going to, we feel, underachieve a little bit, we're going to be the first ones to say it. We're not going to sit here just because this podcast is based in Pittsburgh and say, you know what, the Steelers are going to go 11-6, because they're not. Uh, and you'll see that in our predictions here coming up. So let's just jump right into it. The AFC North predictions. Let's go. All right, number four, we got the Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> so we're we're assuming um, that Deshaun's out for a year. So uh, we have him about six and eleven, right? Assuming he's out for an extended, let's go an extended period of time, right? Yeah. We think could be a year, could be eight games. Who knows? Um, they've lost a lot of top weapons, though. They lost good offensive line pieces. Their schedule's not necessarily a walk in the park. I just I, I like Jacoby Brissett as a backup quarterback. If I have to play him for four to five weeks, I feel good about it. If I have to play him for eight to maybe a full season, I'm not sure that he's consistent enough to win at that level. Yeah. Uh, I think the roster could steal you about six, you know, five six games. I'm not sure Brissett can win you much else on him on his own. That's not a knock on him. Like I said, he's a top probably five backup quarterback in the league. Yeah. But he's not a starting quarterback for an entire season. It just doesn't work. And with the amount of noise around Cleveland this offseason, we've seen it before. Just noise does not lead to success. It really doesn't. No. It, uh, it's the extra stuff that, that gets in the way. It, it starts the drama in the locker room. It starts the, the beef between two different players on the same oh, team. Yeah. And yep. that's really when things start to go off the rails. We saw it in Cleveland with OBJ and, and Baker. Uh, there was yep. already noise there, and it only escalated things. So. I agree. Okay, at number three, let's go with the Steelers at nine and eight. I know, I know, all the Pittsburgh fans are a little upset. I'm a little um, upset. So here's what they got going from: they got a great coach, a great defense, and and pretty good weapons, right? I would say top twelve weapons. Absolutely. But the most important position in football is a total question mark for them. Mitch or Kenny Pickett are both shots in the dark right now, I feel like. And I think even the ceiling for Mitch Trubisky, I think Mitch's best season, say he goes 25 touchdowns, 7 picks, uh, to QBR somewhere around 93-ish, roughly completes about 66% of his throws, QBR 93, 94. Best case scenario, still lands him about the 16th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I mean, fourteenth like to sixteenth, middle of the pack, and, and if and if Kenny Pickett as a rookie, as a rookie, Kenny's ceiling is what 
you know, 23 touchdowns, 11 picks, QBR of like 88. Yeah. Right, completes about 62% of his throws, right? If that's his ceiling, right, you know, I, I that puts him about almost the 18th best quarterback, right? So either way, you're not good enough at quarterback to be able to, uh, to, be able to advance higher in a division with the Bengals and the Ravens. Who yeah. have better quarterbacks, point blank. Absolutely. Um, that's the point of emphasis on any team in the NFL. And if you're going to have a mid to bottom tier quarterback, it's just not going to It's not gonna land you very well. Now, I do think that this team and this roster has enough talent on it to kind of right the ship. And I think the defense is yeah. fantastic. So you don't really have to worry too much there. I would like to see a little improvement on the secondary but other than that you have a great pass rush you're going to go get after a lot of guys yeah. and sack a lot of quarterbacks um i think that's going to be the thing that pulls them to nine and eight but yeah. they're gonna, it's going to be a hard fought nine and eight nevertheless yeah I, I agree i think they're good enough to to get to about 500 which that doesn't exist anymore but you get the point all right number two let's go with the Bengals. i think they take a slight step down um i think they barely pull out an 11 and six maybe even closer to a 10 and seven um, so look what they have going for them. They have a great quarterback, great weapons, but they're still rebuilding that line, and the defense is pretty average. Uh, you know, word on the street is that they're probably going to let Jesse Bates, the safety walk, which yeah. I actually kind of support, but at the end of the day, it's a little late to add another piece. So now that you're down one of your best pieces in your defense, long term, I love not paying a safety, but for this season, in the, in I don't, the short run. Yeah, I don't love losing probably your best defensive player. Um. And here's the thing. Joe Burrow's good, but can he continue to take a beating, stay in there, and continue delivering the football accurately on time, all of it, right? Can he keep playing superhero ball, superhero ball? I think he can, but it's not super sustainable. And I think this year, you know, you might, I think you're going to see an ebb and flow in his career. I think they're going to come down a little bit from the Super Bowl, but they're still going to be a very good team. Good weapons, good quarterback. I think Zach Taylor's a ascending head coach we'll yeah. say that right I, I i just don't i don't expect them to go on this rampage and go 14 and 3 and get right back to the super bowl no. i think they take a slight step down but are still a super competitive really good football team i 100 percent agree and the thing is we haven't seen evidence that last year isn't an anomaly for for cincinnati um you as a don't, franchise yeah as, as a franchise as just a football team in general you don't make it to the super bowl generally, with a bottom, bottom, bottom tier offensive line. Really not much going for you on defense. Linebackers were yeah. really bad. Um, so Defensive line's okay. Defensive line was decent, but we haven't seen anything to prove to us that it's sustainable. We haven't seen them do it uh, like the years previous and like building up, building up. Let's not forget, they were like 4-13 two years ago. So, I mean, or I guess 4-12. and 12. But yeah, yeah, it would have been four and twelve. Here's my thing: they they've been to the playoffs before with Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. Have we seen it last ever? No. So that's exactly. what I'm saying. Exactly. We haven't seen that this isn't so, just an anomaly. You know, I think they could get back to the play- eleven and six. Surely will get them back to the playoffs. And I but think here's they the will. Thing. I think Joe Burrow's good enough. They will. Right. I think, they're, but they're I think they're probably a one and done team. And you know, maybe they return back to Bengal form the following year. I just don't think it's super sustainable. I think they start to take a little bit of a step down. Mm-hmm. Our number one, I think the Ravens come out with a vengeance. I really do. I, I think they go twelve and five. They have a, a a good quarterback who's gotten better almost every year. Yeah. This this past year, aside where he was kind of banged up, 
Um, and I think they're going to get healthy. I, I really do. I think they have a good coach. They had a great draft, good free agency. They're going to get healthy. Lamar's going to come back with a vengeance. I mean, we know he's a he's a grinder in the offseason. He keeps getting better. He's gotten uh, a little bit bulkier I've seen on, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, all that. At the end of the day, this is probably the best roster in the division. Yes. Defense is set really well balanced. They have a good secondary. They can get to the get to the quarterback. Um, you know, the weapons could be improved a little bit, but they still have a really good tight end. Their running backs are good. They go three good running backs deep plus Lamar. Um, yeah, I, their, their wide receivers are good, not special. I do like Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Um, I think they're a well-balanced team. Their offensive line's good. And obviously, like I said, a good coach. Uh, and I, I think Lamar comes out with a vengeance. I, and I think they will get healthy. Um, they've been injury-riddled for two years. It's been bad because they've had a top roster, and I think the best roster in the division now for two to three years, and we haven't seen it shine through whatsoever because their positions of need are always hurt. I don't know how they always catch that injury, uh, just that bad stroke of luck right there but they always seem to hopefully they can stay healthy i'd like to see a full strength ravens team and and what they can do and what lamar is capable of doing now because he has been getting better right it's not like they lost a a wide receiver right which which they could cope with they lost running backs on a running football team yes they lost a very run heavy team their top one or two running backs they lost dobbins and then i think they lost another guy um, as a running football team, and, and then they lost Lamar. Right, and then what does that do? It puts more weight on Lamar to have to run the football. He puts himself in more harm's chan- way, harm's right. way, more chances to get injured th- running your body through. I don't know, eleven dudes that are all six four and two twenty five, shredded and know how to hit hard. It's not a good recipe. No, I'll tell you that it um, is not. That's not what you want your franchise quarterback running through. Um, but speaking of a franchise quarterback, let's get into some superlatives here for the AFC North. Uh, you know, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, the Breakout Player, and the Coach. Let's go. So none other than Joe Burrow for MVP. I mean, what he was able to do to lead that team to the Super Bowl last year, um, I think what he showed was that he's more than just a skilled quarterback, right? He's got the leadership quality. He's got he's got the it factor. Um, and I think at the end of the day, he is the most valuable player. Yes. I said before, I don't think, um, although I love Lamar on the Ravens, I don't think they're super Lamar dependent. I think any other athletic quarterback, Tyler Huntley looked pretty decent in that system. He's a very similar quarterback. I think if you take Joe Burrow off of the Bengals, it is nowhere close to a winning team. It's an entirely different team. It is Cincinnati. a bad football team. Yes. Um, and so he is definitely the most valuable player along with the best player, I think. I would 100% agree with that. I uh, he led that team single-handedly, him and Jamar Chase. Um, yep. Yep. And there's no arguments for that. And he did it with no help. Uh, he's I, There's not many other quarterbacks that you could be able to throw into that situation at, at such a young age in the NFL. Yes, he was older when he came into the NFL compared to other quarterbacks. But as a second-year guy. But as that. a second-year guy, just two years of experience in the league, and bam, he's able to lead him to a Super Bowl like that. Insane. Joe Burrow, MVP. All right, Offensive Player of the Year. Now, we normally try to like to, to give these to guys that aren't quarterbacks just because usually the MVP is a quarterback. But we're going to give it to Lamar here you just, just because yeah. of what he what other things he does. Right? We had this conversation. You're like, yeah, but he does so much. And I'm like, that's a great point. So not only is he a, a thrower and a distributor of the football, but he can run with the football. Um, and he is the heart and soul of that team. So I think an Offensive Player of the Year here seems fitting. I think it would be crazy to not have him on this list somewhere. Yeah. And so he fits in. At offensive player of the year, if he's not going to be MVP. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he does like his his rushing ability makes you think of him almost as like 
a cross between a quarterback and some other position of football we've never seen. Like, yes, it's yeah. running back, but it's like different. It, he's, it, there's something about him, about his game that we've never seen before in the league. He's the new age Slash. So Slash was Cordell Stewart, a Steeler quarterback yeah. in what, the 90s, early 2000s. And um, they called him Slash because he played quarterback. Slash, he would play some wide receiver, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And so he's like the new age Slash. Right, he, he does so much for that Ravens offense. All right, defensive player of the year, you got to go T.J. Watt here. I don't, I don't really think it's super debatable. No. Um, I mean, go through. Miles Garrett's the only guy that's close, and I've had that debate 30 times on this very show. Maybe I'll have it again soon to kind of remind you guys before the NFL season, but it's not close between him and Miles Garrett. Uh, T.J. Watt is 100% the best player on the defensive side of the football, and you might be able to argue in, in the entire division, regardless of position, T.J. Watt, Defense Player of the Year. Yeah, no arguments there. I mean, the way he's able to get after quarterbacks, stop the run, drop back and cover uh, a tight end even. Uh, the dude is so athletic. He fits in so many different spots. And I, he won Defensive Player of the Year last season, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't expect anything less from him. He He's only going to get better. He's still young. He's still getting stronger. And he's improving his game. He's getting smarter uh, and, and just improving his football IQ at that level. T.J. Watt, deep boy. I think he's just getting to his prime. I think last year was maybe the first year of his prime. Yeah. And I think it's going to get another five years of it at least. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, like five to six, even more, hopefully. I it mean, is, he's a wrecking ball yeah, on defense. It is a physical position. So I think five would be, you know, I'll take five. Anyway, breakout. Let's go with wide receiver Rashad Bateman. So him and Lamar started to click a little bit when Lamar went down. I think Bateman went down with an injury. So I think their first healthy season together is going to be good. Bateman's a pretty skilled receiver. Got a little bit of speed. Got to, he'll go over the middle. He's, he's not super small. Like He's got a little bit of a little bit of oomph to him. Right, He'll go over the middle. He'll take yeah. a hit. Um, I liked him coming out of Minnesota. I like him here. Um, and I think he breaks out, uh, you know, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, right? Which is going to be up from last year. So I think that's a reasonable prediction for Rashad Bateman. No, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I hope to see him break out. I think on that roster and that offense, he's set up to. Um, they got rid of Hollywood Brown, so he's now the number one target outside of Mark Andrews. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, they've cleared some space. It's his time. He's got to step up now. But um, Rashad Bateman makes total sense there. Yeah, and I think also to fulfill our prediction of the Ravens being number one, they're going to need a big-time target on the outside, so it's only fitting that we make that Rashad Bateman. Uh, Coach of the year, let's go with Mike Tomlin. I think you could argue me into uh, into John Harbaugh for leading them to first place, but I think the Steelers, I love... I, you know, I don't think the quarterback's going to be bad, but I really, really don't think they're going to be good. And so just getting to above 500 with those quarterbacks, I think is going to be... <clears throat> excuse me is going to be so impressive from Mike Tomlin that I think you're going to have to honorary give him coach of the year. Yeah, um, and we've never seen Tomlin have a losing season either, which is impressive in itself. His resume uh, adds a little bit of you know effect to this list as well, I feel like, um, just knowing that he's going to be able to take a less talented team, a less talented uh position group of quarterbacks compared to the rest of the division, compared to the league even. Um and give and, him a and, shot and in the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah. give him a shot to make a wild card appearance and, and maybe somehow catch a run. I mean, who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett will hit. Maybe Mitch Trubisky will hit. We don't know. It's a huge question mark, but I feel like Mike Tomlin is going to be very, very competent and very helpful in steering the ship in the right direction. I agree. And let's get an honorary assistant coach of the year. I think Brian Flores being a linebacker's coach oh is going to be insane for the Steelers. 
that's going to be a great uh, a great pickup for them. So to review, MVP Joe Burrow, Offensive Player of the Year Lamar Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year is T.J. Watt. We have Rashad Bate, Rashad Bateman breaking out in his second year in the NFL, and Coach of the Year maybe a little biased, but hometown not hometown, but you know, from from our hometown, Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh guy from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are our superlatives for the 2022 predictions for the NFC North. Yeah, and that's all we have for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have the predictions. You know, life gets crazy here in the summer. Got to take trips. You got stuff going on. So uh, this week we'll have the division predictions for AFC North like we just had. And then next week uh, I think we get into, what, the NFC South, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, guys, come back next week. We will have more teams to predict. We are getting closer to the NFL season, so things are feeling good around here. Not going to want to miss what we have uh, coming for this fall, so make sure you drop a subscribe, follow, turn on the post notifications so you're not missing anything from the show. Uh, we got so much coming for you guys, and you're going to love it. This was The Issue.